Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox, and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Elisa Purdy. I think that's one of the first times I'm saying this on the podcast. My husband and I recently got married at the end of February. Officially, officially, we eloped at the beginning of February, and then we had our big wedding at the end of February. So, so excited to be back here on the podcast. And today, the topic is business partners. I get asked about having business partners quite often. People want to know if it's a good idea, if it's a bad idea, how you're supposed to do it. There's so many ways to have a business partnership. Um, So today I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly about having business partnerships. I have had two, and I honestly deeply in my heart think that I have learned so much about myself having these two partnerships that it is not going to be in my life's path to have another one. (laughs) I made a decision a few years ago after these business partnerships that the only person I was going to share a bank account with going forward was the person that I was married to. Having a business partnership can very much be like a marriage. You're making a lot of financial decisions together, and it's really important that you're on the same page. And if you are like me, and you enter into a business partnership, it's very likely, probably a guarantee that you've never had a financial relationship with this person before. And you probably don't know a whole lot about their financial habits because you really wouldn't know that unless you spent your day-to-day life with them. And that's not typical in a business partnership, right? (laughs) Okay, here we go. I'm going to give you two stories about the business partnerships that I was in. And they started out great and then they weren't great anymore. And there's a lot of variables in there. And one thing that I am very, very clear on is that we should all take responsibility for our mistakes and we should all take responsibility for our decisions and we should all take responsibility for how our decisions affect other people. Okay. Are you ready? Also, I'm not going to mention any names of my business partners Uh, because they're not here to have discussions with me on this podcast. And I don't feel like that would be fair communication unless they were here to also share their side of things. So here we go. Is there drama involved in this conversation? Yeah, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. There's also a lot of really unfortunate events that I'm going to share with you here. So I'm really happy that you're here. I hope you get to learn. I hope this saves you from making the same mistakes that I did. And I think just good knowledge to share. We can all learn from each other, right? each other's experiences. Okay, here we go. So a few years ago, I had a business partner. Um, This was not a legal business partnership. I should also say that from the very beginning. We did not have a contract in place in our business partnership. It was not a legally recognized business partnership. We didn't have, in this case, any shared bank accounts, um, any contracts, nothing like that. So we'd known each other for many years. We decided to have a uh, an event together, a rather large event. And we put it out there. I think we planned it for, I don't know, a very long time, close to a year. Um, I think it was about nine months of planning. 
And she's an excellent salesperson. Oh my gosh. I've always known that about her. So we had lots of discussions. She was a client of mine before we entered into this, um, this venture together. So, and I've known her for many years. So we decide that we're going to plan this event and that both of us have these extensive networks. So it will not be difficult to sell tickets for this event. It was going to be a weekend long event and really fun. We're going to have speakers come and women come and we were going to have food and all the things. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. So what we did is we, was we sat down and planned the event to the minute <laughs> we had we had speakers that we interviewed, we sold tickets, we had catering planned, we had activities planned, um, we had different levels of tickets. It was like planning a wedding. <laughs> so for any of you that have gone through that experience, you know that it's a huge undertaking and you really can't do it by yourself. I don't recommend doing it by yourself. So having a, a partner in this venture is actually a great idea. So besides the two of us, we had some assistance on board to help with, you know, branding, graphics, um, social media, things like that. We also had a team of volunteers, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. And so we started this planning process and it was really coming together and I was so proud of it. And we were so proud of it. And we weren't that far away from the event. Um, I think maybe after two months of planning or so, uh, so things started happening in my life. And it sort of took me away from this planning process. So here we are planning this event in the groove, feeling great. And I got a call one day that my brother had been hospitalized. Um, and it was very serious. And so I told my business partner, I am not going to be available for our weekly meetings um, this week, probably not next week. I need to be at the hospital I need to be fully present. And she said, absolutely. So by this time we were probably, I don't know, several months out. I'm not going to give you a number. It was several months out. So I was putting all my time and energy there, family first, always, always. And the hospital said, um, you know, things are not improving. If your parents are local, I highly suggest that they come and spend some time. And so I called my parents who are not local to where I lived, where uh, my brother and I both live. And I told them what was happening and that they really needed to get on a plane and come down to be here with him. So they did that. So they were here for uh, about a week and the hospital said, well, he's improving. Things are looking up. So my parents decided after that amount of time that they were going to go home. So they did. And I got a call the next day that my mom had fallen at home and broken her hip and required surgery. So... Um, my parents have both been retired for a very long time for medical reasons, and they have been together every day for many years. They're not used to being apart. They're not used to being alone apart. So I was spending a lot of time up North. My mom was hospitalized and had, uh, complications and she was in the hospital for months and months and months, surgery after surgery, very, very difficult on our family. And I was spending a lot of time up uh, near San Francisco with my family. So my business partner was taking on the brunt of all the work and it is a lot of work. So like I said, taking responsibility for your actions and how they affect others. I had to do that at that point. I had to just communicate and say, I need to be with my family. These things are very important. Um, I could hop on calls here and there. I really wish I could be hundred percent present. However, I can't be. So our plan was to bring on some more team members to try to fill in the gaps 
And so I would hop on calls when I could. I was feeling really out of the loop with the planning. Here I am, one of the two main people who were presenting this event. And I was I wasn't up to date on the planning because I just could not be there. And I was okay with that for a long time. I was okay with that. Obviously, you know, things were serious with my family and that's where my energy had to be. So in communicating with her and seeing all the growth that was happening, that I was just not being a part of, it was really difficult, frustrating, emotional, um, exhausting, (laughs) all of these things. And it was really hard for me. So months go by, I'm traveling back and forth between Northern California and Southern California for months. The physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion, et cetera, had set in. And um, we had a lot of discussions about it. And one of our discussions was, do I want to be involved in this process? Do I want to be involved in this event? Is the timing right for me to continue to be involved in this event? Because I'm just not available. It was really hard. And I desperately wanted to be a part of this event. I was so proud of the work that I had done and so proud of the message and the product and all of it. So I absolutely wanted to be part of this event. So I come back. And things had calmed down a little bit. And so I was able to be present. And on our weekly meetings, one thing that's great about partnerships is the accountability (laughs) and the follow through. When you're on a team, you get your shit done. So she and I were talking and, um, you know, we're getting back into the groove. Things are looking great. It's December. Our event, I think, was in March. I think it was a March event. So we still had a few months. So I was kind of back in action, ready to roll. And my dog was very sick. (laughs) I couldn't make this stuff up. It was just one thing after another. And they were all really serious things. So my dog was very sick. Um, I was taking him to the vet a lot. I think he was pushing 13 at that point. So he was definitely in his golden years. And I had missed a meeting, communicated to her. I know 100% it was frustrating for her because... She's like, oh, great. She's back. I really need her help. Oh, and she's gone again. (laughs) So I know that that was incredibly frustrating for her to always have to pivot and fill in the gaps, et cetera, et cetera. So after um, two or three weeks, I I don't recall of taking my dog to the vet and having to make some really, really hard decisions, I ended up having to put him down and it was awful. I'd had him for nine years. He was such a wonderful dog any dog owners who are listening to this or pet owners, you know how incredibly painful that decision is. It's painful for a long time. It's been four years and I still think about it and have tears. (laughs) He was such a good pup. Anyway, so I told her, I have to put my dog down. I am not going to be available for the next few weeks. So now we're in crunch time, right? This event is around the corner. I am gone again, not available. She's frustrated. I'm frustrated. This team has been formed in my absence. I don't have any idea what they're doing. Um, I don't know who half these people are and they don't know who I am. And it was just very disconnected. And I desperately wanted to be a part of this event. And I had put some work into it and I really wanted to follow through. I am not a flake. I love, you know, creating and bringing people together. And it was just really, really disheartening. So she and I had a, a discussion about it and I could tell she was frustrated and because of the frustration and the way we were communicating with each other, I felt like I was 
uh, I wasn't given the compassion that I deserved. But looking back now, if I was on the other end, I would have been frustrated too. It's a lot of work for one person to take on. And that wasn't the intention when we started this journey together. It was not the intention at all. So I have a lot of compassion for um, the way that she sort of filled in the gaps. And it was it was unexpected. It's not what she wanted. I'm certain of that. And I know it was a lot of work. So the event comes. We do the event together. It went really well. Um, I was frustrated, I think, the entire, the entire event. The entire event. During the time that I was gone dealing with the death of my dog, uh, my business partner had hired a coach to help with logistics and how do we do this? How do we do this? So we came to this event together and she had all this information from this coach that I had never heard of. <laughs> I was like, what, what is happening? How did our event turn into an event guided by someone that I didn't even know who it was? So there are a lot of layers of frustration for both of us. Uh, a lot of series of unfortunate events were happening in my life. And I think I was really looking forward to this event because it was something happy and positive and supportive and all the good stuff that I love. But when it came down to it, it was so hard to get through the weekend and to look at all these wonderful women that had come to be with us and hide all of my negative emotions. I had so much frustration. I felt like something I desperately wanted to be a part of was almost being taken away from me and made into something completely different. But it wasn't, right? That's kind of my ego talking. And when we lead with our ego, it's it's all bad. So I had to really have a come to Jesus chat with myself. <laughs> Be like, well, Elisa, you've been dealing with life for the past six months. And life, unfortunately, took you away from this project that you love so much. And your business partner stepped in and filled in the gaps. Um, and it was really tough for me. Really, really, really tough. So we did not have a legal partnership and I'm okay with that. Um, we had a shared understanding of the cost and not, not just an understanding, but we had um, documentation in place. We're both business people. We had spreadsheets. We had, you are going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for that. I highly recommend that everything is outlined in writing as far as the expectations. We had the volunteer team. We had the speakers schedule. We had everything outlined but we were not legal partners in this project, but I certainly held up my end of the bargain with the financial responsibility and she did too. And then at the end, we sold a, a mastermind that she agreed to lead. And I, this, I think this was a great solution. And if you're finding yourself in either one of these roles, I have this, I'm, I'm so excited to share this with you. So she said that she wanted to lead a mastermind. Um, she did not want to do it as a partnership, which I, I was totally okay with because I, I just had too much happening in my life emotionally. And so she said, however, I would love to include your group program, the Tech Academy in the Mastermind. And we talked about it. We met for lunch. We'll do a little recap after the event, which I also recommend doing. And I said, okay, so let's do it this way. You lead your Mastermind. I give you the Tech Academy you pay me, you know, a, a portion of what these lovely women are paying you to sign up for the mastermind as payment for my tech academy. So I basically sold the 
tech academy to her mastermind. <laughs> and it was really fun. So my tech academy uh, pricing is $12.97. I think her mastermind was uh, like 5K, I believe, for four months, something like that. And so what she did out of that 5K, she paid me, I think we agreed on like, I don't know, just under a thousand per person. So I put a little discount in there, something like that. I don't recall. It's been several years at this point. So the students who took, or the, the lovely ladies who took the mastermind were able to also be a part of my tech academy. So it was a win-win. It was a win-win. I was able to bring in some revenue without having to be physically present because I had to really recognize my own limitations at that point. Was it difficult for us in our friendship? Absolutely. 100%. It was really difficult for both of us. And that's what partnerships are, right? You're going to deal with real life. You're going to deal with emotions. You're going to have difference of opinion. You are going to have differences on, on all things. So it's a matter of working through those and making agreements that work for both of you. Okay. Second partnership. Here we go. I had a partnership. Uh, this was actually before the story that I just shared with someone that I've known for a few years. And we had a physical merchandise company together and it was awesome. We were creative. We were able to create, um, it was a, a clothing company, a fitness clothing company. So they were her ideas. She's super creative. I went with it. I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. I was in the middle of a divorce at the time. So the timing, I should have made a different decision, you know, taking responsibility for our own actions. I didn't have the capital. I didn't have access to the capital that we needed for this business. Um, I was honest about that going forward, but I thought it would change. Um, that wasn't the case for a long time during my divorce, separation, settlement, all of that. So she and I had some difference, differences of opinion as far as purchasing goes. I wanted to sell all the merchandise that we had so that we would have capital to reinvest and buy more merchandise. She wanted to add merchandise before what we had sold. So very much like marriage, we had to say, okay, we don't match up. <laughs> we don't agree. And we're still friends. We have a, a great friendship now. But I do remember at some point we just had to dissolve the company because it wasn't working. I was not able to participate financially. Um, and we had different views on how to spend money. So we did have a, a bank account together, which we closed. And we did not have a legal partnership in place um, as far as a contract. But we did absolutely run that business together. And it was fun. It was really fun. But the timing was bad for me. And I know looking back that I should have said, you know, the timing's bad and going through a big life change. And I don't have access to the capital that I need to invest in this or to be an equal partner in that, that way. So was it terrible? No, it wasn't terrible. Was it ideal? Also, no. <laughs> we should have had discussions in advance about how would you like to buy merchandise? How do you want to spend your money? Where do you see this company going in the next year, two years, three years? We didn't have anything like that. We were just really excited. <laughs> so that's that's how that went. Um, so because of those two partnerships, I have learned an awful lot about partnering with people. And it is not in my life's path to have another business partner. It's not. Will I create synergy with other people to participate in the same projects? 100%. Because there's pros and cons to having partnerships. There are lots of pros and cons. So let's talk about the pros for a moment of having partnerships. You have accountability. If I was planning this huge event for, I think we had, um, how many people showed up? I think it was like 85 women bought tickets to this event. 
So if I was planning this all by myself for 85 women, getting speakers lined up and caterers and a venue and a timeline and all of these things, it's too much for one person. So one of the pros is accountability, idea, sharing, creativity, certainly, weekly meetings, all the stuff will get done if you have somebody that you are reporting to, you know, not not a boss, but certainly a, a colleague, you will perform. If you have a team that you're meeting with every single week, you will get your work done. You will keep your focus. Those are pros of having a partnership. You have someone to share in the financial responsibility with you. Maybe putting together an event for 80 people is not doable for you right now because of capital. If you bring in a partner or, or two, you then have access to more capital and more people financially responsible for the outcome. And if you are able to bring in more people, then you have more chance of a higher revenue, right? Because you're able to bring in more people to your event. So there's lots of pros to having a business partner. Lots, lots and lots. There's also lots of cons to having a business partner. Maybe the workload is not shared equally, as in the story I just shared with you. Things happen in people's personal lives. Someone might have to, you know, dip out of the project and you have to let that happen. That's a con of a partnership because then you're stuck holding all the responsibility, but you also have some uh, some freedom to fill those gaps as you need. And one another con of having a partnership is you don't have control of all the decisions, right? You're in a partnership, which means that you have to kumbaya <laughs> with everyone. You have to share the decision-making. You have to make concessions. You have to compromise. You have to play nice in the sandbox. It's not a dictatorship. Right. So there's a lot of uh, pros and cons when it comes to partnerships. And it's really up to you to decide whether or not that works for you. Everybody is different. Everyone is different. But I have a great solution. So at this part in my my life, my business, my journey, I have sort of a happy medium. And I did an event with another partner um, in 2019. It was not a partnership. We'd never considered it to be a partnership. It was an illegal partnership, certainly. But what it was, was a collaboration. So this is a little bit different. So what we decided to do was we decided to do uh, an event together. She had been a part of the first event that I was talking about. And she does events for a living. So I was like, heck yeah, you are the best partner for this project. So we talked and talked and talked. We set expectations. We decided that our only financial um, shared responsibility was going to be the venue and the catering. And that's it. So we had an agreement that says, yes, I will pay for half of the venue. Here's the amount. On this day, you will pay your half on this day directly to the venue. So we're not exchanging money between each other. And we will also agree to pay half of the catering costs. This is what it's going to be. This is the caterer. We will make the payment directly to the caterer. That's it. Those were the only shared responsibilities that we had. So we were able to have those meetings every single week. We were able to collaborate and have our own ideas. She is a creative genius. Um, And our personalities matched really, really well. And that's something else you have to consider when you're on a team of any kind. How do your personalities uh, commingle? (laughs) Do they commingle well or do they not? That's a huge, huge, huge part of this. So it was a very successful event. We worked really well together. Um, 
she's got great ideas. She's got great contacts. We both sold tickets um, to the event. So the other kind of financial agreement we had was, you know, we're splitting the cost of this event, but we're not paying each other commission. Whatever tickets you sell, we had, I don't know, 45 spots or whatever it was. Whatever you sell out of 45, you keep. And I really liked that because it's an incentive, right? So if I had a client who said, yes, I'm in, and I want to bring a friend, great. You can you can keep whatever you sold to your friend. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It worked great. That way I'm not feeling like I have to sell all the tickets and then give someone half of the revenue. And she didn't feel like she had to sell all the tickets and give me half of the revenue. So it worked great. She brought in tons of volunteers. We both sold tickets. Uh, we able we were able to make a lot of revenue from that event and it was super successful and it just felt good. So to me, that's what feels good going forward. Not a business partnership where we owe each other money, uh, more of a collaboration where we're both going to be producing the same event and here's what we're responsible for and here is what we're not responsible for. So it wasn't a, a deep partnership like the first one was. If something had happened in my life and I had to step away, she would have been fine with it. Totally fine. It's not ideal, but it would have been fine. So with every event that I have done or been a part of in the last 12 years, I've learned something. So I think it's important to share with all of you um, these trials and tribulations because they, they're they a really big deal. And having live events, I will tell you, will carry your business for years Clients will come to you and say, I really want to hire you. I saw you at this event a year ago. I've been meaning to reach out to you. What do you have available right now? What offers are you running? Can you help me grow my business? Or I got laid off and I'm not sure what to do next. Can we talk? Or I loved your talk at this event. Do you have any space to take on new clients? Things like that. So, you know, we have offers that we run online, but whenever you can sit with someone in the same room and have coffee, tea, wine, whatever that might be, that's the highest level of connection that you're creating with someone. That know, like, and trust factor is built so quickly when you are in community with someone. You know, we're always talking about creating community. Having live events is a great way to create community. So if you are considering entering into a business partnership with someone, either on a live event or, um, you know, a merchandising line, a clothing line, any sort of product line, I would highly suggest you first consult with an attorney. <laughs> I would highly, highly, highly suggest that. Um, Natalie Puglisi, P-U-G-L-I-S-I, is always my go-to for legal advice. She is an attorney. She does all the work for my business and also for my clients. And I highly recommend going to her website, nataliepuglisi.com. And checking out partnership agreements. So if you're unclear as to what they entail, look there because we don't know what we don't know. It's important to know if someone can sue you for stepping out of the project. It's important to know how much money is on the line when you're talking about your business, their business, those sorts of things. Are you creating an LLC? Are you creating a third entity together? Is an event being produced by your LLC, your partner's LLC, or a third LLC that you create just for this event? There's a lot of ways to create partnerships and a lot of really great ways to create partnerships that protect you and your assets and your business. So that is my advice to you is to consult an attorney, <laughs> hopefully Natalie, because she's lovely and wonderful. 
before you enter into partnerships because they can be really tumultuous and they can also be really wonderful. So I highly suggest that you get some advice before doing so and that you've learned a little bit from this discussion today. They can be really difficult. I know when I was in this partnership with this first event, when life was hectic for me, it was really hard, really hard, really hard on me. And I'm sure really hard on my my old business partner as well. So, okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.